What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So there were only a handful of games yesterday. You know, sometimes that happens on a Monday coming off a, a full weekend. So we will go through all of them. There are really only a few of them. We'll go through each one. There were five games scheduled, but only four of them played. So we'll start in Cleveland. So I didn't, I guess I knew that there was an interle- interleague rivalry between the Reds and the Indians, but it has an official name actually it's called the Ohio Cup and they they have a trophy and everything so yesterday the Indians beat the Reds 9-3 and they kept the Ohio Cup it actually forced a 3-3 season series split so three games for each team but because the cup was in Cleveland already this year they kept it with them because, I mean, I guess in, in the event of a tie, that's the tiebreaker. Whoever has it gets to keep it with them. But that's a pretty interesting thing. I mean, in interleague play, you have your rivalries. Obviously, your crosstown rivals in certain cities like in L.A. where you have the Dodgers and Angels. You have the Mets and the Yankees. In Chicago, you have the Cubs and the White Sox. And here you're getting, you know, an Ohio battle, Indians and Reds. And yesterday was a 9-3 win. Since interleague win for the Indians. Since interleague play began in 1997, the Indians have won this battle outright 11 straight times. So they've won the season series 11 straight times, and they've retained it on eight occasions. So they've either won or retained it 19 times since 1997. And it's been in that cup. The trophy has been in Cleveland's possession for the last seven consecutive seasons. Cincinnati's only won it five times. So if you look at it in terms of games played since 2015, the Indians have won 24 of 34 games played against the Reds, and they've outscored them 212 to 118 during that span. So, I mean, offense really was the was the theme yesterday for Cleveland. Ahmed Rosario had a four-hit night. Bradley Zimmer hit a 471-foot bomb to dead center field. Jose Ramirez had a three RBI game. It was just, yeah, a lot of offense. A lot of offense there. You know, Bradley Zimmer hit that clutch home run, which ended up, you know, being the series there. And yeah, that kind of put things away for the Indians. But Bradley Zimmer seems to be a completely different hitter at home than he is on the road. I mean, his splits are very drastic. So in 26 games on the road, he's hit 188 with a 565 OPS. In 29 games at home, he's hit 312 with an 878 OPS. That's that's very drastic. I don't know if I've seen splits like that in a while. Not sure what it is. And yeah, well, whatever it is, for some reason he he can't hit on the road at all, but he's great at home. So it's kind of weird. Nonetheless, yeah, that was a victory for Cleveland. If we move to Minnesota, the White Sox were in Minnesota. So they continued doing their thing. You know, I was talking about them yesterday, you know, after they they beat the Cubs on Sunday Night Baseball. It's like, you know, this team is getting healthy. They're getting better. You know, guys are coming back. So they welcomed Luis Robert back into the lineup. He, he promptly went two for five yesterday with an RBI in his return to the lineup. And you're like, okay, you know, he had a double in there too. Like th- this team really, really is – scary when everyone is healthy. Lucas Giolito was on the mound. Eight innings with one earned run and eight punch outs for him. I mean, he was lights out. And then just 
up through that lineup, everyone else was just joining in on the fun. Tim Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez both homered again on consecutive nights for each of those guys. Anderson with a home run in the first inning, two homers for Eloy Jimenez again. So he had hit two the night before. He hit two again. And then Yoan Moncada also joined in with a home run. Scary times up there, you know, in Minnesota, if you're facing this White Sox team. I mean, obviously Minnesota is out of it at this point, but, you know, it they, they have their work cut out for them when they're playing Chicago. And Chicago isn't getting that much love, in my opinion, as far as a potential World Series contender. And that is because they have beat up on a very weak division. Their division is quite weak. But they are very good just objectively. I mean, they have all the pieces. So don't be surprised to see this team make a run at a World Series this year. If we head to Kansas City, so the Yankees won in extra innings. They won 8-6 to six in 11 innings in Kansas City. It was a very wild game. Back and forth, a very long game, too. I mean, 4 hours and 52 minutes. That is, that, that is a long and arduous game for New York. But, you know, they're missing Anthony Rizzo because he's on the injured list right now with, you know, COVID IL. He's on the COVID IL right now with, with COVID. Luke Voigt came back into the lineup and he reminded people, you know, who he was. You know, I talked a bit about this a few days ago that Luke Voigt slander was really not very well justified because this dude has been good ever since he's been a Yankee. He just had a rough go in, in a handful of plate appearances this year. I thought people were we're jumping to conclusions, and he was a big part of their win yesterday. He had a ninth-inning home run yesterday, two outs in the ninth. Big home run right there. Clutch, just what the Yankees needed Then it, you know, to send the game to extra innings, and then they would end up winning in extra. But, you know, Luke Voigt with a clutch home run there, reminding people, you know, he, he likes to go oppo taco, not just at Yankee Stadium, but, you know, he's, he's doing it at Kansas City. Outside fastball, he takes it and deposits it over the fence in right field. So, I mean, Yankees would win this game 8-6, even though Kansas City, you know, did did force extras by tying it in the ninth. But long game, but a win's a win. It's always painful when you play, like, a game like that and you come out on the losing end of it. When you come out victorious, then, you know, it doesn't even matter. You're like, good thing we got a win after playing almost five hours. But we head out to San Diego where the Padres took on the Marlins yesterday. So Padres won 8-3. Joe Musgrove was on the bump. Six innings with one earned run and eight punchouts for him, for San Diego. And, yeah, I mean, offensively, they, they got a home run from Hosmer. They had doubles from Cronenworth and Machado and a triple from Grisham. Lewis Brinson. So the Marlins lost this game, but I'll talk about Lewis Brinson a little bit. You know, this is someone who was a pretty highly touted prospect coming up, but hasn't done anything with the bat at the major league level. He's a career 200 hitter with a 250 on base and a 577 OPS for his career. But it seems like in the last last week or so, or a couple weeks, I would say, he's he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good, honestly. He's been very good. I mean, not like blow your, blow your socks off or anything, but he's resembled something like a very competent major league player and this is someone who's a first round pick you know back in 2012 now so you know he's but he's 27 he's 27 this is typically a ball player's prime and over his last seven games he's hitting 400 with 
you know, 444 on base and a 680 slug. You look at that, you're like, wow, okay. I mean, even even bigger sample sizes like his last 15 or his last 30 games have him with stellar numbers. If you look at his last 30 games, he's hitting 301 within 883 OPS. So has he figured something out? I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people aren't buying this because his body of work over his career indicates that he's just not a good hitter at all. But that'd be pretty cool if he if he has figured something out at 27. He flips a switch, and I'm not saying he becomes like you know a star or anything, but just becomes a pretty solid player. I mean, he was batting cleanup yesterday for Miami. Went two for four with two ribbies and that home run, five total bases on the day. So you're like, okay, okay, maybe he's showing us something. So that's something to keep an eye on there down in Miami. So people have noticed. People have noticed. But um, yeah, so. 8-3 is the score for San Diego. You know, I talked about the Tatis experiment. You know, they're working him out in the outfield. So more, more news has come out on that, and that is legit. They are planning to bring him back to play the outfield. So when Tatis comes back, they're going to be putting him in center field and right field. So that is legit. That has been confirmed, and we'll see that sooner rather than later, I guess. So that's going to do it for today, folks. That'll be it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.